It's a new year and you know what that means. New leggings and a new fleece. Yes, so we can look good and be comfy while we contemplate exercising. Exactly. We've teamed up with Donegal Athleisure brand Fit Pink Fitness to offer one lucky listener or someone in their life a new fleece and leggings. A fleece and leggings and a pair of New Balance are truly the Irish girl off-duty uniform. Thank you for your service. <laughs> the New Balance will not be included in this giveaway. No. Fit Pink <laughs> Fitness focus on quality and style with their Irish-designed fitness wear. I love their leggings. I've had my pair for years. Yep, so whether you're squatting to do another load of laundry left over for Christmas or mm. actually working out in the gym... They are the best leggings by far. And their new range of fleece jackets, which we are proud owners of, are so cosy. Perfect for throwing on after the gym or heading out for a nice wintry walk. Agreed. They're ideal for wearing on walks or as go-to weekend loungewear. It's just so handy to grab a fleece. Fit Pink Fitness fleeces are long line and bum covering. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, to suppo- it's good to support a local brand when creating the Irish girl uniform. Keep her local. Mm-hmm. To see the products for yourself, head to fitpinkfitness.com and to enter our competition, go to at nootherkrack underscore pod on Instagram and find our fitpink competition post. If you're not on Instagram, find us on WhatsApp channels by searching nootherkrack and react to the fitpink fitness post. You can also follow fitpink on Instagram at fitpinkfitness and read thousands of positive reviews on their website. This competition will run till the 26th of January. So thank you once again to our January sponsor, Fit Pink Fitness. Welcome to episode 75 of No Other Crack Pod. Welcome, welcome. So, Trish is just trying to cool down from her <laughs> stressful drama and handling at the moment. Yeah, like I know the weather was bad and all, but just waiting on my Dunn's delivery for, for two days. <laughs> Shocking! <laughs> it is, like, and you know when there's nothing in the house and mm-hmm. like you start making these very creative eclectic meals yeah. i hate those i know not great i had what did i have for dinner yeah a cheese and ham or no sorry not didn't even have ham a cheese and onion toasty and two duck spring rolls dinner. <laughs> <laughs> done, done me oh well i hope he arrives soon i know maybe tomorrow like so would they definitely not land after a certain hour in I the day? They land after seven o'clock. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. But I, I've become too accustomed to the delivery. Mm-hmm. The I convenience is addictive. Slog it out in the shop anymore. Yeah. And like some people say, they love going into the shop and looking at the things and all that. But I feel like I've the done delivery down to a fine art now mm-hmm. because you can save your you can save your shopping lists. Mm-hmm. So it's like for January, it was mostly consistent of vegetables. Yeah, ambitious vegetables. Yeah. Like my spinach that lies rotting in the fridge. <laughs> do you not eat spinach? I do, I love it, but like I think I'm going to eat loads of it and then I don't. Yeah, it's hard to get through a full bag. Mm-hmm. Or what did I get last week? A courgette. 
Oh, I'm not big on them. They're watery enough. Mm. But anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thank you. Team. What will I be having to eat tomorrow? I'm like, oh. <laughs> you just need to do a wee top up of Mickey Joe's now on your way home. Or Traces. <laughs> yeah, you have or to go Traces. Traces. You couldn't pass yeah. Traces. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, keep her local. <laughs> right. So TV Guide, did you watch anything weird or wonderful this week? So I binged American Nightmare on Netflix. Mm. Did you see it? It was trending. No, I just saw you posting about it, but I didn't see Oh yeah, it. so it's a documentary, a three episode documentary, but the detective in it was called Matt Mustard. <laughs> and all I could think of was Pat Mustard mm-hmm, from naturally. Yes. Of course like, And I think it was the fact he came in He was like I'm Detective Matt Mustard I was like oh please <laughs> <laughs> So what I liked about this documentary Is it was three episodes And most documentaries now I feel like they milk them for like six episodes Yeah because three episodes is very palatable Yeah so I finished it in one one sitting like mm-hmm. Great So it's about a couple in America. They get broken into and the female partner is kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So the first episode is from the boyfriend's point of view. The second episode then is from the female point of view. Mm-hmm. And then the third episode mix of is, the two. it's not really a mix of the two. It's actually the mm-hmm. facts and what happened and how it ended up. Oh, right, okay. From like a law enforcement point of view or... No, ju- just act. I don't want actual. to give away oh, right, okay, no. too much. But in the first episode, the boyfriend, he goes... So he doesn't know whether to ring the cops or not. Mm-hmm. Whenever the kidnapping happens. But you're watching it and the whole way through, the different points of view you're hearing, you don't know who to believe. Like... Oh, that's good because it keeps you... Yeah. Gripped. Now, the first episode, I thought, maybe it's just because I'm, like, desensitized to trauma in documentaries. Mm. But I was like, oh, this seems grand. It's interesting enough. Then by the end of the first episode, I was like, I have to. Mm -hmm. I have to keep watching. Mm. So second episode, I was shocked. The end of the third episode, I was mind blown. Oh. Yeah. And is it documentary style or, like, dramatization doc? Thing no, it's documentary. Yeah. So you're hearing from both their point of views. Oh, cool. And then there's news clips throughout it. But the yeah, the end of it is just shocking. Mm. Like some of the statements from the law enforcement are mind blown. God, that sounds very good. So I don't want to give away too much, but I definitely give it a good a good four rotten tomatoes. Mm, Not Rotten Tomatoes, Ripe ripe Avocados. avocados. (laughs) Mm. I don't know actually what it was on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe Darren could check. I don't know, was there actually a rating on it yet? But very good. And the fact it's three episodes Mm. just makes it very palatable. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes if I see one of those types of documentaries and it's six episodes or even remember making a murder or went on forever. I never finished making a murder. No, I don't think we did either, you know. But it was just like you say, like they just milk it dry and you you lose interest then. Yeah. So it kind of works against them. And I know you want to hear people's opinions, but when you've everybody given 50 pence worth mm. like... Mm-hmm. It dilutes the whole story, I think. It does. Dilute is a good word. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really enjoyed that and I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I watched. This is so random. So... 
Darren, also, I'm wondering, did you ever hear a pure mule? Yes. Have you ever heard of it? No. So, <laughs> I was one arty sure, player and this show came up, Pure Mule. Mm. And Damien, my other half, was like, I forgot even about that show. Or yeah, it has your even, one from Monaghan. Yeah, Charlene, Charlene McKenna. Oh, I love her. So, it came out in 2005 and it's about a town in Offaly. Did you ever watch it, Darren? Don't think so. So, I, I didn't even hear of it. But I suppose 2005, I would have been like 15. So yeah. It was kind of maybe a few years before I would be interested in that kind of show. But it's about a small town in Offaly. And there's six episodes and each episode focuses on a different person mm-hmm. and their point of view. And it runs from Friday to a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So the first episode, it shows these two brothers, Shamey and Scooby. They're in their twenties. They work on a building site. They're finishing up on a Friday. They just go on the beer for the weekend, mm-hmm. and then it shows the chaos that ensues by Monday morning. Oh my god, that sounds so good! <clears throat> so each episode, then the next character is the weekend after. So there's a running story mm-hmm. in it, but you're seeing it from each point person's point of view. Oh, cool! God, now I never heard of it. I've watched. I'm just going on to the fourth episode now. But I'm really enjoying it. Mm. I feel like watching it, even though it was 2005, so I would have been starting to go out then a few years later. You're watching it and even the style, you recognise the style. Like yeah. the young fella's gone out, they have these kind of shirts, you know, that like nearly with oversized collars. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the stripes. The book, book <laughs> cut jeans and <laughs> the brown shoes. And yeah. The wee chains, all that. And... Like they just go to the pub, like the local pub is the hot spot. And then there's two, Charlie McKenna, Charlie McKenna, then she comes back from Australia with another girl. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. Very it's, nostalgic. It's very nostalgic. And they're all drink driving mm-hmm. and. Pure country. Real country. But I think there was uproar at the time. But I'm only, so I'm going on to the fourth episode now. So I don't want to chat too much about it until I finished it. Yeah. But. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, that's cool. It's something different to watch as well. And it was funny because the guy that wrote it, was it Eugene? O- yeah, Eugene O'Brien. Mm-hmm. He's originally from the Midlands. And I was watching an interview from around that time, like 2006, 2007. And he was saying he knew guys that were like, like this Scooby character in it. Mm-hmm. He's infamous. And people are like, oh, what a legend. Like some of the stuff now is... You'd be rolling your eyes and thinking mm-hmm. it's not acceptable now. Yeah. But it's, it's very entertaining. It's of, its t- of its time. It's of its time. Yeah. But hmm. that other guy, Tom Murphy, you know, that was a man about dog. Yeah. I he do, died. Yeah. Mm, vaguely. I think yeah. I know who it is. He's in it as well. And but is it an RTE player you're watching? It's an RTE player, yeah. Hmm. So Pure Mule. Pure Mule. And the reason that Eugene O'Brien as well was saying, the reason he called it pure mule is because that's a saying in Offaly. Oh, right. So he said he was standing outside a house having a fag. He was writing something one day and he was having a fag. And in the town, this car came up and two brothers or two young fellas hopped out of the car. And they were like, off now till Monday, pure mule. Oh, that's, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's so why he cool. called it pure mule. Oh, very good. Yeah. Well, but I the cars in it and the style and like... 
You don't think 2005 is that long ago, but watching it, you're like, jeez. I know, it's, it's how a, far a we've throw came. Throwback, throwback to a bygone era. <laughs> yeah. So you should, I think you should watch a couple episodes. Mm. Now, the first episode, the two brothers go out and end up shifting the same doll. And after you get over the cringe of that, like there's cringy moments in it. <laughs> and like they're in a nightclub and then Aaron Naveen comes on at the end of it. And I'm like, did they still, did they still do that? I, I don't I've know. Long since never be out that late anymore. <laughs> I know. It's been that long since I was in a nightclub. I'm like, do they still play Aaron Naveen? Mm, good question. If any listeners still go stay out late at night, let us know. Darren, <laughs> I haven't heard it in a long at time. At the Darren, would you not give a blast of it at the end of a gig? No. Um, Never played the national anthem. <laughs> no, it'd be more like a DJ would do it. Well, that's what you do, the odd DJ gig too. I do, but I'd never play the national anthem. No. It was a good way of just All right, ending the night. <laughs> national anthem on, lights, lights on. on. Yeah. Time to go, folks. I wonder if you went to Downings to the disco, would you hear it? I bet you would. From a research point of view, I think we should do it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I do not volunteer as tribute. PT, PTSD, <laughs> Baron Volunteers Distribute. Back, Back to, to the, the Downing's Disco Empire Disco. With a big collar on. Oh, yeah, you should dress like you're in 2005 and go back. Mid, Will you please? Cut jeans that are cut up the side, brown shoes. Slightly ripped at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Check shirt, big collar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big collar. Why did they have such big collars? Links Africa. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we'll see. We'll do that in the name of research soon. Yeah, so that was all my watching. Hmm. But please watch an episode. Yeah, we will, Darren. We definitely will check that out, won't I we? think he will okay. get a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, sounds good. Um, we finished Happy Valley, so I'm going to stick firm with my five out of five ripe avocados. Loved it. Um, I'm sad it's over now. Are you? Yeah, we loved it. I've taken a little break from it, but... Was Dad was the same, actually. Dad was watching it and loving it, and he's taking a break. But we were betting to it, like we binged it rapidly. Where have you taken a break at? Season <laughs> two. Like halfway through? Maybe a couple episodes in. Huh. Season two does take a wee while to warm up, in fairness, yeah, but it, it gets good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we finished that. Love it. Tommy Lee Royce, I won't miss him, but I miss, I miss our Catherine Kaywood. She was <laughs> she was a good in our Catherine. <laughs> Postman Pat is all I can hear. <laughs> um, and then speaking of funny accent based shows, we're watching the newest season of Fargo. Have you ever watched it? I have watched Fargo. I didn't even realise there was a new season. Yeah, season five it is now. Um, so Fargo has been running since 2014. And this most recent iteration of it has 94% in Rotten Tomatoes and it's very good. Uh, You'll love it actually for reasons I won't get into until you do watch it. Um, There's just a few wee nods to pop culture stuff that you love in this season. But um, so it's a wee bit like Fargo reminds me of White Lotus and the fact that there's always like a cool cast with at least two or three very recognisable actors. So this time it's John Hamm. Uh, Sold. <laughs> and Juno Temple. Uh, you know her. I don't know if you would know her from... She's in Ted Lasso, and which I won't talk about at length again because mm-hmm. uh, I know you never watched it, but she's in that and she's in... Mm-hmm. A few other things you'd recognise her. Yeah, she's great in it. Um, 
So the thing for anyone who hasn't watched Fargo, it's like a dark comedy crime. I wouldn't say thriller, but just crime show. And there's 10 episodes and each season is a completely different cast and completely different crime, completely different era. Um, but it's all set in Fargo, uh, which is in, um, it's like a Midwestern American um, part, like city in Minnesota. And they just have a really funny accent in Isn't it. Isn't the thing they say like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, hon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hon. Yeah, they say, yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't even do it, Darren. Can you do it? No, sometimes we can do the oh, accent. Yeah, hon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hon. You're, you're, they say oot as well. They kind of do the Canadian oot. Cold out tonight, hon. Cold out tonight, yeah. Your dinner's ready over there. Very good, yeah. It's that kind of thing. And um, that is how they talk in Minnesota. It's called the Minnesota Nice accent. And Would it be a bit like Bally Shannon in 24? <laughs> it is a wee bit. It's actually, the, it, they say that it is like very mix of Irish and Scandinavian. Like it's a completely unique accent in America. So I was looking that up. I was like, why like, do people in Minnesota have this weird accent? Because when we were in Canada, people from Nova Scotia had a very similar accent to that as well. And it was because a lot of Irish people emigrated there years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So the Irish accent, kind of the Gaelic, sort of seeped into the accent and permeated into it. So it was the same thing with Minnesota. A lot of people from Ireland emigrated there years and years ago. To the point where there's even a town in Minnesota called Kilkenny, because that many people emigrated from Kilkenny at one point to Minnesota. So there's like six hundred, yeah, six hundred thousand people in Minnesota identify as Irish American. Huh. So that's why there's that kind of Irishness weirdness to their accent. But anyway, we're, we've watched about four episodes of season five and it's on amazon prime and we're really enjoying it um so like fargo's inspired by the movie of the same name by the coen brothers which came out in 1996 Mm. i did not think it was that old with william h macy francis mcdormand and steve buscemi my lookalike (laughs) i think it's time to watch that again it's a great film it's a brilliant film Mm. So this is like the the seasons are all inspired by that, and like previ- previous seasons of Fargo have people like Bob Odenkirk, um, Martin Freeman, Dennis Billy Reynolds. Bo- <laughs> oh yeah, he's in one. Dennis, Dennis, yeah. yeah, Billy Bob Thornton, Ewan McGregor. Um, what do you call Chris Rock? Was in one. I don't. Even, I barely. That was that seventies one. We didn't really love that one. Um, but yeah, no, so season five of Fargo would recommend so far. Like we haven't finished it, so I'm not sure how, where it's going, but it's, it's a really spooky one. Oh, is it? And so I think I only watched the first two seasons. Mm, they've all been good. But I could just start watching the fifth season now. Yeah, because there's nothing, the only thing in common is Fargo and the fact that there'll always be a conscientious female cop. Yeah. There'll always be a car dealership some way, shape or form. And that's about it. But there's no link between previous seasons. No, no. Okay. I don't even I think there's like watching. Easter eggs or any common thread at all between them. I don't think so anyway. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah, so we will do our... What are we doing? Recommendations? Recommendations. Now. We're yeah. still getting into the swing of our new f- format. Yeah. yeah. Anything good to recommend? So my recommendation, I only kind of thought on it because so many people ask me about it. 
And I thought, that's a very simple recommendation. But, so I have this app. And you know the way it's January and you're trying to sort out your life and plan your year ahead. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm a Monday to Friday girl, I, I find it a lot easier. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like planning holidays around bank holidays and whatnot. You know the way you see those things on Instagram to maximize your mm-hmm. time off. But I use this app. So it's called Work Shift Calendar. Mm-hmm. And on the app store then it's a little thumbnail that says shifter. <laughs> <laughs> but so many people comment on it when I'm using it. Now it is like so basic looking. It looks like there you, you can see it there. It's like Windows 95. Mm-hmm. It's like but a little color coded calendar. So you can do, I've color coded it myself. Mm-hmm. So it's your monthly calendar. Mm-hmm. And then I have like pink for the days I'm working. I've Navy for the days I'm taking annual leave. I have yellow for events. You can put in little notes. You can do alarms. But it is so simple. Mm. So simplified. Because I don't use Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. I find sometimes things can be very wordy. And very mm. nearly too complex looking. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted something very... Because I'm a pen and paper doll. That's good, yeah. So it looks, looks really nice and streamlined and like you can look at it and know what's going on because yeah. I do find sometimes with Google Calendar you have to like click in to see things yeah. at times. This and even if I know something's coming up I can just take a screenshot of the month and send it on and say yeah. the white, the clear days, mm-hmm. I have nothing on. Mm. Well that's cool. What's it called again? So it's called Work Shift Calendar. Work Shift Calendar. Mm. But then the little thumbnail is called Shifter because so many people look at it and they're like it's the colour coding that people love. Yeah. But you do I your own colour like coding. Oh, that's cool. So like, isn't it satisfying? Mm, to it is. It makes yeah. you feel in control too when you can yeah. see what's happening. So it's a free app, but then I paid, I think it was like three or four euro. So you can back it up to Gmail. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. That's so handy. I have it backed up, but I think it's great. Mm. I would highly recommend. Excellent. That's a very nifty little recommendation. <laughs> Might try yeah. that one. Um, my recommendation this week is a book again. Um, so you're on one. I know I'm really on one with the books now. I love, <laughs> I love. Well, I was my target. I had set myself was one book a month this year, but have surpassed it now. So I might up my target to two a month. Don't get, don't get confident. Uh, don't no. get cocky. Uh, no, that's the way I am. Like I, I like to have a more ambitious target because I'm like one a month was a lazy target. <laughs> it was <laughs> okay. so anyway this for anyone book. out there reading one book a month keep going you're doing great <laughs> I meant for me this is only for me like yeah, you do you everyone <laughs> so this book is called five regrets of the dying and it sounds like morbid or sad but it's not like it's such a lovely happy upbeat uplifting book um, and the author's Bronnie Ware Throw us a regret there. Um, so working too hard. Yeah. That's one of the biggest regrets where the, they worked so hard. And then by the time they were pensionable age, they were riddled with every disease going and had no time to spend with their loved ones. Mm. So like that is definitely the biggest regret. <laughs> um, overcomplicating their lives is another one where they try to squeeze too much in and burning themselves out type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, things like not expressing themselves properly to people 
like okay. you know leaving it to the end when they could have probably um, resolved yeah relationships like way sooner and yeah. possibly had a happier life very good what i like about it is the author herself Bronnie Ware she kind of got into palliative care in a roundabout way it wasn't something that she'd planned to do mm-hmm. um and she's very honest about all the twists and turns in her life coming up to that and she dips in and out of it and she leads this really like nomadic lifestyle where she'd do like live-in care um where she actually had no address of her own for years and years so she would just like live do live-in care then go traveling in her jeep and then go and live with another patient and stuff but prior to that she she worked in corporate banking and she was like her career was skyrocketing but she was completely unfulfilled so she just went on this path and she was also a musician and loads of things like her own life's very interesting so she'll tell you a wee bit about the person, the regret, and then flashbacks to her own life. So it keeps you going, like, because I would find, I've read a book similar to that years ago, and I found it a bit too preachy, whereas this book's good because she talks a lot about her own life and mistakes and things and how she's, like, actively learning from the people. Um, mm. Like, one of them was a story about this really, really wealthy young man as well. They weren't all elderly. And he would remind you of something from succession. You know, he came from a lot of generational wealth and he had every opportunity to do whatever he wanted in his life. But he just sort of drank and did drugs and just was very excessive. And then his organs all shut down. Jeez. And she learned loads from him too, that he just kind of self-sabotaged his life. And then when it boiled down to it, it was because he felt he could never be as successful as his, like, say, parents and siblings and grandparents and stuff. And that's why he was so reckless. So I just find it's really insightful. I'm loving it. Because I recommended it to mum about two days ago and she's nearly finished. (laughs) She just tore through it in her Kindle. She loved it as well. So it's called Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware. Really good. Very good. So that's all my recommendations, I think. Oh, and just an honourable mention for the colour wow. That blow-dry hairspray stuff is just epic. Everybody go buy it. All the frizzy-haired girls, go get it. (laughs) (laughs) I need Just a wee superficial (laughs) recommendation to balance it out there. (laughs) It's all about the balance. So our trending topic this week. Darren, do you understand our trending topic? He probably won't. Go on. <laughs> what is it? Mob wife aesthetic. I just think is it Carmela Soprano. Is that that's right. Is yeah, it? that's right. Well done, Darren. She's like the muse. Really? <laughs> yeah. So TikTok is going crazy over this mob wife aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And people, I think it started off very simple, but some people are up in arms about it. And getting very offended. Mm -hmm. But where did it originate from? Um, I think there was two TikTokers. Yeah, there was a couple of TikTokers who kind of brought it into the mainstream. But Mm. I actually think the 25th anniversary of The Sopranos is what has sparked it. Okay, yeah. I would definitely say that because I couldn't figure out... Usually these things are spawned in the background through like a cultural moment. And I would say it was that like a lot of people are watching The Sopranos for the first time or rewatching it. And then it kind of trickled down to like the TikTok beauty trends. 
Well, I for one am delighted. <laughs> because, well, I feel like that was my aesthetic without no one. <laughs> I didn't know my aesthetic had a name. <laughs> yeah. But it's like gold jewellery. Tech. Leather. Tech. <laughs> I don't have many furs Yeah, now. you need to buy some fur coats now. I know, I'm lacking the furs. And you need to over- overlay the lips. Yeah, so I, I'd been told before that I had been referred to as Queen... Queen of the South. (laughs) (laughs) Trish Gearty, Queen of the South. (laughs) Queen of the South. Um, It was Mm -hmm. actually when we were skiing. I had bought, see, you have the big goggles and then I had a pair actually of, when I was skiing, whatever ski jacket I had, it was all black. Mm -hmm. And then when you had the goggles on and the hat and it was actually Maria. She, Our friend. she coined the phrase Queen of the South <laughs> Said I looked like a, That I looked like a gangster And then I got a pair of Louis Vuitton Millionaire Sunglasses Not the real ones Off mm-hmm. DH Gate And if you've ever seen them They're really big and bulky And mm-hmm. I was away in Marbella And again I had been snapping Maria And she was like You, you look like a mob wife <laughs> So really, Maria Kavana coined this aesthetic years ago. I think, I think she started ago. it, yeah. Yeah. A gangster's wife, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's it, cool. I think it's fun. It's I a think. cool look. I know someone on TikTok as well, I sent it to you earlier, was giving out about it. And she had Italian roots and she was like, oh, you just all just stick your hand in a pot and pull something out. And then you decide that's the aesthetic for three months. I know. Like, it's a bit of crack. I know. It's only a bit of fun and it's appreciating different aesthetics. Yeah. And like, obviously it is a tribute to Italian American culture, mm-hmm. I think. So it's not as if they're taking the, the piss out of it. They're actually actively going after that look. Mm-hmm. So I don't see any harm. You know, they're kind of saying like it's a lifestyle. It's not just a, a makeup and clothing thing. But gravy. clearly. Gravy on Sunday. They're all saying about this gravy yeah, Sunday on Sunday. Sunday sauce. Big or sorry, not gravy on Sunday. Yeah, yeah Sunday, Sunday sauce. sauce. So they sat down and that have That was their a major big, yeah. faux pas me calling it gravy. Because <laughs> they were like, if you call it gravy, it's Sunday sauce. Mm. That's probably where they have their, their chicken parm. Remember that in The Sopranos, Darren? They were always having a sit down on a Sunday with chicken parm mm-hmm. was the meal. And we were always like, what is chicken parm? I want some. (laughs) (laughs) Gabagool. Gabagool, yeah. Um, I feel like if people wanted to achieve the look, they either need to just Google Carmela Soprano or Adriana DeServa. Wasn't that her surname? From the Sopranos and either or. Probably more so Adriana, I think, for maybe like a, a yeah, young, Adriana, a younger La vibe, La Serva. Yeah. Animal print too. We forgot to mention that. Yeah, a lot print. of animal print: zebra, leopard, um, snake, snake, snake print, <laughs> and gold, chunky gold jewelry. Mm-hmm. F- a lot of fake fur or real fur. Mob wives probably would have real fur. Um, knee high boots or ankle boots. A lot of you'd have to have a heel anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the off-duty mob wife would probably be like a velour tracksuit of some sort, with juicy on the arse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably though. Um, yeah, I like. I definitely like bits of it. I like the leather. Yes, and I do like gold jewelry. Maybe not chunky, but mm, that could be suede. 
and I think it's a I like very, the makeup look, but it wouldn't suit me, but I do like the look of it. Yeah, I think it's a very as opposed to quiet luxury. This is very yes, loud opposite. maximalist. Maximalist. But if you're not used to wearing that kind of aesthetic, like mm, I certainly wouldn't be striving to wear stuff like that if that wasn't what I usually wear. Yeah, it's a bit of if it's like a massive departure from what you wear, then it probably would feel a bit costumey or something. Yeah, like, I think cheap tack. The yeah, fur. it depends how you wear it too, I yeah. suppose. But then if you never wore any element of it, it's going to look a bit harsh. Then yeah. if you start doing. Oh, so. I'm not saying it'll look cheap, but I think even sometimes I've had like big fur-like jackets, mm. and I nearly feel <laughs> I look a bit. I know you do Whoa. feel out of place going out then kind of in Ireland with your big look at your one with the big jacket <laughs> <laughs> the big sunnies <laughs> in, the, in the nightclub <laughs> oh jeepers I like it do you know um, remember that show The Nanny do you ever remember it no Nanny 911 no it was just <laughs> no it wasn't that one the English one no <laughs> this is like an American one and The Nanny herself I loved her style. I think the actress's name's Fran Drescher from the nineties. And like I my like aesthetic that I would love to have and would be the nanny, just all her outfits. But she'd be a wee bit mob wifey. Oh a wee bit like, but maybe not fully. That would okay. be probably my my muse if I was to go for it a little bit. Oh, I'll look that up. Um if you just type in like Fran the nanny. Um, I like her vibe. Oh um, yeah, I remember that show. Yeah, I loved that show. She's very mob wifey. Do yeah, people know she? I don't know. I've not seen anybody mention her when I looked it up, but maybe it's a bit niche. But I love all her outfits. I think that used to be like on RTE years ago. Mm, wasn't probably they probably play the same five episodes over and over. Mm-hmm. So but is yeah. that all with our trending topic this week? That is all. Um. So just a note that our competition will be coming to a close this week. Our Fit Pink Fitness competition to win uh, fleece and leggings of choice. Um, and so if you wanted to go onto our Instagram at nootherkrack underscore pod and just get entering that now because it closes on the 26th. So depending on when you're listening to this, it may already be over. And for everybody who has already entered Thank you very much and good luck. And we shall chat to you all next week. Bye. Bye bye.